Your shelf or mine, where timeless questions are answered. If you have a cold hot pocket, is it just a pocket? If croutons are stale bread, why are they kept in airtight packages? A local podcast dedicated to entertainment and never following the plan. From the well-read minds of the Longview Public Library, your shelf or mine. Welcome to episode six of Your Shelf or Mine. I'm Becky Standle, Youth Services Specialist at the Longview Public Library. And I'm Elizabeth Partridge, Adult Services Librarian at the Longview Public Library. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> so what are we going to do today? So today is November 15th. Excellent. 2018. What's been going on? Kind of our fall programs are coming to a close down in youth services. So today we had our last um, preschool story time for this season. And tomorrow we'll have our last toddler time. And the next week is the last baby time right before Thanksgiving. And we'll be starting those up again in January. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, one of the little story time regulars brought cards for us today. Um, one for Jacob and one for me, but mine was also for Monty. And, it said, um, and I saw her drop that card yeah. off. And when she walked away, she said to her mother, they loved it. <laughs> yeah, she's so sweet. Monty adorable. is my like story time dog puppet. He goes everywhere. He's very popular. <laughs> Yay. So uh, what's coming up for and you? And so um, we have a couple teen events still coming. And um, the Harry Potter Alliance, which is a group of teenagers and I, who are planning um, our Yule Ball in December, are kind of at the home stretch of preparing for the Yule Ball. So that's going to be Tuesday night, December 11th. And it's a Harry Potter-themed holiday party. We're going to have a DJ and dancing up in the main reading room. Dumbledore will be there to take photos with everyone. Um, and we're going to have some fun crafts and a scavenger hunt, too. Wow, that sounds fun. Yeah. Yay. Um, we just got up on Facebook the other day, and we already have two people interested or two, two, 200 people interested are going. <laughs> just two. Just two, me and my it. friend. <laughs> Mom, 200. <laughs> That's fantastic. That yeah. that winter um, celebration always goes really well, though. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah. And the Harry Potter theme is pretty nice. Yeah, I think so. it'll draw a bigger crowd than we normally get. We mm -hmm. normally do a snowball, right? And dress up is encouraged. Encouraged, right. yeah. Mm -hmm. So like uh, semi-formal wear or you know, uh, wizard robes, dress robes. Think Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Not Ron Weasley. I don't know. I like really hope someone will come in like really daddy clothes. <laughs> yeah. Like big like lapels. lapels right? It almost looked knitted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So upstairs has been an extremely busy month. Um, we have had quite a few programs um, and we had a plant based cooking class. We did a veterans resource open house that was really fun. Um, and we just last night had Cochise Anderson do yeah. his Native American music and storytelling program, which is always well received. Um, 
we had an interactive portion last night. So a group from the audience was asked to come up and learn the rabbit dance. Okay. It was awesome. <laughs> and we filmed it for KLTV. Oh, fun. <laughs> so you, sh you should be able to watch that on Channel 11 if you get it. Yeah. And then after it shows on TV, they put it on their website, right? Um, They do. Yeah. yeah. It's available there. Yep. Coming up, we have... At the end of the month, we have finally confirmed November 28th for Native American Drum Crew. So cool. that's going to be at 6 p.m. And you'll start seeing posters about that around town. We're starting to come up on, on kind of a, a lull time for programming mm -hmm. because everybody is doing um, home and family for holidays and winter. And as it gets darker uh, earlier, fewer yeah. people want to venture out at night. So starting to... Look at daytime programming. <laughs> Start planning for next January. Yeah. It's amazing how close that is. Yeah. Oh, I feel like um, Thanksgiving is really snuck up on me. Like this morning, I was like, oh, this is our last story time. Next week is Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. It's unreal, isn't it? Yeah. I'm having a hard time. And I think especially because Monday the library was closed. Yeah. I'm having a hard time remembering not just what date it is, but... The what day, day it yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, we had a huge discussion at my house because Wednesday's garbage day. And so Dwight usually takes the garbage out on Wednesdays. And so we had to have a, a long discussion on Tuesday about whether or not the garbage yeah. needed to go Yesterday out. I was working on the children's desk and someone asked, what time you closed? <laughs> and I was like, mm. it took me a long what time to answer because I was like, What's today? It's Wednesday. We close at 8. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. Oh, don't forget. Next week, because it is Thanksgiving, the library has Wednesday closed hours at mm -hmm. 6 instead right. of 8. Right. So next Wednesday, we close at 6. And then we are closed completely Thursday and Friday. But uh, open again on Saturday. And if you want to come, you'll see me because I'll be there. Yeah. Becky won't. Nope. It's my <laughs> non-work Saturday. Yeah. In December, um, the only thing <laughs> oh, that no. that's, uh, um, we're really <gasps> going to do is our Home Alone Yay! movie night on the 4th. So wear your PJs yeah. and you should do bring some, your like, blankie. Like interactive things, <laughs> like, you know, like Rocky Horror right. type of stuff, but for Home Alone. Yeah. So shoot people with paintballs or yeah, throw Legos. Exactly. Like, I don't know. Like, hmm. Go look at all of the different I'll defense. See. I have like a did. little file of things like come from like library listservs that people will send out like we did an interactive screening of this movie and oh, here's fun. what we did oh that Let's would be see fun. if there's a home alone you should. that would be exciting and then that's the last movie um until further notice so um we haven't planned anything for january so if you haven't made any of the movies yet that would be a great one to come in and play and have popcorn and mm -hmm. spend some time anyway that, that's the fourth and it starts at 6 p.m and then we hit big time vacation holiday season. Yep. So you're going to have a vacation? Um, I'm taking a couple of days off Yeah. here and there for mm -hmm. stuff, but I'm not like going anywhere. Oh. I did just get a text from my grandma today saying that they're, um, so they're living at a, like RV park. Mm -hmm. They live that lifestyle. Right. They're travelers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they've been living that like on and off for a long time. Anyways, um, but they're staying on the whatever the park is called on the Woodland Bottoms, like right on the mm -hmm, river. Mm -hmm. um, so they're having like family over for Christmas ships. Okay. Um, you know, when like they are. 
Oh, watch the ships go yeah. by. Right. Yeah. yeah, not like like internships. No. <laughs> Christmas ships. That was like when the boats go up when the river the, and when the lighted boats very go by. Yeah. yeah, okay. I'm, I'm with you now. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah. I've never actually seen those. I I've, haven't I've, in a really long time. Yeah. A friend of mine goes every year and watches it and every year I'm like, oh, that's neat. Yeah. And then never see it. It is kind of probably... I, when I was a kid, one of my parents' friends lived on the Columbia River, I don't know, Vancouver, and um, that was the year I remember we like went to her house and watched them. So it was kind of a thing, I guess, where it's cool if you know someone who's living on the river, right. yeah. you can watch them yeah. go by. That is cool. I don't know anybody who's living on the river. Now, I know your grandparents, so yeah. maybe maybe I'll hit them up. <laughs> Becky said, you, you guys don't mind. <laughs> well, and it's like, you know, I guess we'll have a campfire. You know, they're... I like campfires. Mm -hmm. I don't like smelling like it afterward. That's pretty inevitable. Though. I know, but I like them. And then when I'm done having the campfire, I'm like, ooh. You know, like how it like stays in yeah, your hair forever. for a couple of days. Yeah. Ugh. You're like, oh. Yeah, I smell like campfire. Yeah. Last time we were here, um, we had an alternate program <laughs> because we had not yet finished the book that took place in either Mexico or Central America. Correct? Correct. But we are all done with that. I now. did it. She did it. I was almost putting it off again and I was, Oh no. <laughs> well, like, cause I finished it Saturday mm -hmm. and I was like, Oh, I could just read this other book first. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, no, no, if I keep putting it off. Then I'll, Right, it won't get done, and then we can't have this conversation. <laughs> yeah. So um, I read it. I did a good job. Good job. So what was the book that you read? It's, we talked about it a little I bit. I did talk about it a little yeah. bit. And I was kind of like wrong a little bit about, oh, well. about it. So it's called Playing for the Devil's Fire. Mm -hmm. And it's by um, Philip Diederich. Anyways, and it takes place um, in a small town outside of Mexico City. And... Um, I thought it was historical, but it isn't. It's contemporary, and it's kind of... I've been thinking a lot about it, because it's like a really interesting book. Um, it was published by, um, I think, Cinco Puntos Press, okay. Um, which is a small Spanish press. Spanish language press, yeah. Um, yeah, and they publish not just Spanish language, but um, kind of like Latino experience also. Mm -hmm. um, so like this was originally written in English. It's not a translated book. Mm -hmm. um, and the author grew up in Mexico City... Um, but he's Haitian and was born in, like, the Dominican Republic. It's mm -hmm. kind of like, I don't know what his family do, did, like, as a kid. Mm -hmm. But he um, lived in a lot of places. And then he was a photojournalist as an adult. Mm -hmm. And now he writes books. But so this book is kind of drawn on all those experiences. Right. So the, the main character is, uh, like, a 12-year-old boy. It was published as a uh, YA book. I think that might have been the wrong choice for the book. Mm -hmm. Way too many adult themes? No, I think there's not enough context given in the novel okay. to make it understandable to a teenager. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so the, he's 12, and he um, lives in this town, and his parents have a bakery mm -hmm. that his like grandfather started or something. And he has a sister who's a t teenager, and she's out, out of school. But he's still going to school. And their um, highway was built recently, like, connecting their town to, like, you know, Mexico City. And um, the first 
page of the book is like we found the, his teacher's head like by the church just Whoa. like the head on yeah yeah um and it took like a while for them to find like the rest of his body oh my gosh. so he dies right away and then he and his friends find a body of a teenage girl who was um murdered and kind of mutilated um and then his parents go with somebody else from town to some other nearby city to get like help from the federal police on this because mm-hmm. they're like they have one police chief locally is oh, like right. not interested in dealing sure. with it right um and they never come back oh so he he's he lives with his grandmother also but she's um not well mm-hmm. and they have like a housekeeper um, and his sister's trying to run the bakery and like all of these people are coming into town and it's like like as a reader who knows something ab- about the drug trade i guess right um you you can put that kind of perspective on like oh this is like a cartel that's moving in they're taking over this town they have like the police officer on the take and they're like killing everyone removing who, anybody who doesn't yes. cooperate right? um but the book is just totally through his like kid eyes kid eyes so he doesn't understand that that's what's happening mm-hmm. um they never say that it's like a drug cartel wow except for in there's like an author's notes where sure. he talks a little bit more about that and right it's pretty intense yeah yeah but i think because like there's so little context i think it would have more appeal for adult readers who mm-hmm. can see you know kind of read between the lines right. of what's well, going and, on a little and bit considering that el chapo is being tried right now i think that a grown-up watching the news might have a yeah. A little more understanding about the 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 real intense nature of of a cartel mm-hmm. moving in. Yeah, I, we actually I actually know a person whose brother was in politics in Mexico, and he had to go to Mexico to fetch the rest of his brother's family wow. because his brother was found in pieces. Yeah. So Gosh. it's unreal. Yeah, I and mean, it's like he. So and then there's also this other. So he's really into. Um, Lucha, 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 Libre. Lucha Libre and the fair or whatever advertises uh-huh. they're gonna have this big uh, luchador coming like the star nice um and obviously like he's not the one who comes it's some like you know c-list right. wrestler <laughs> and he's kind of bummed but he's like this is like the wrestlers are my heroes and i'm gonna reach out to this guy and see if he will help us and so he does and he kind of helps them but he's also kind of like oh i'm like an ex-con right like i'm not a hero i can't, I can't really do much. anything yeah. um yeah. but he does um end up helping him to a certain extent and loses his life oh because wow of it. yeah mm. that's it's pretty really intense. serious yeah book. it is yeah um so it was good though it was good yeah yeah worth finishing mm-hmm. definitely yeah but it's not like a light fun no read <laughs> <laughs> it only yeah. took me 30 minutes. <laughs> but well, I, I do recommend it. Good. So what was the title again? It's called Playing for the Devil's Fire. Yeah. And the Devil's Fire is a marble that his friend wins at the beginning. And then it, um, I don't know, there's stuff that happens with his friend. And it's just terrible. Oh. <laughs> like not, you know. It's it's not a fairy tale no. sort of Mm-mm. happy book. No. No. And this is, he talks about, like, some of the book, like, in the note at the end, um, just of their, the kids, like, life, play marbles and hang out with his friends and go to school and stuff is based off of, like, his kind of childhood growing up there. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, the terrible stuff that happens, like, the murders and all of that is based off of his, like, experience as a journalist. Okay. Covering that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's I'm in, and the sad thing is that it's still going on. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's so intense in a lot of Latin American countries mm-hmm. where politicians aren't helping the people anymore. It's just well, and it's almost. I mean, it's more more harm than good is being done. Right. Yeah. So it's an important topic. It's yeah. one that's super relevant to what's going on in the world. Right. Now. I was reading an article um, in the last week or so about El Chapo and that. Even though El Chapo is here and being tried for, you know, all of his atrocious crimes, his children are running his business. And so it's not going to go away. It's one of those things that it's the family business. Mm -hmm. So if they're raised in that and that's what they know, then that's what they'll continue. Yeah. And it would also be the kind of situation like they probably couldn't get out of doing and still live right well yeah if they were to leave rogue and say i'm I'm done with this that would be it yeah yeah but if it were the whole family said we don't do this anymore which you don't see that happening anytime soon i think that's i think it all comes down to money Mm -hmm. and power Mm -hmm. and people's need to have both yeah yeah so oh, well. you want to talk about the book that you read? I Mexico, will. Which is like maybe nicer. Mine mine is a whole lot more fun. Yeah. For sure. So mine was like Water for Chocolate, which I mentioned before. And it's Laura Esquivel who um, wrote that. You want to know something funny is, you know, the book Water for Elephants? Uh-huh. I always want to call it like Water for Elephants. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I read that book too. Yeah, so That was a nano book. Did you know? I did not. Yeah. yeah she wrote it during na- National Novel Writing Month. That explains a little bit. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, speed. And yeah, whatnot. but like, you know, the the concept was good. Yeah. And the idea is like, after you've written a book, it's not like done. Done, right. It's Send it's it to the printer. Yeah. It's the Print first it. Draft. We're good. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, so I read like Water for Chocolate. And since I've spoken about it for three weeks now, I should probably tell you what it is. So um, it is a it's it's magical realism. It's also I was I was reading a little description about it and it said it's erotic. And I could see that it's got a, a flavor of hot romance, but I, feel, I don't see erotic. No, especially not relative it's, it's to what not we would call shades that. of gray no. by any stretch of the imagination. And I've never even read read Fifty Shades of Grey. I don't so. recommend it. Well, we had that talk last week. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So anyway, um, this is a story about, it's a love story, and uh, generational, historical, and interestingly, liberation for women and for, I guess, a country at Mm -hmm. the same time. But it's all about Tita, and Tita is the third daughter of Mama Elena. Mama Elena is super traditional, and she's running this farm all by herself, and she's in charge, and there's no husband, and so she's raising her daughters the way she sees fit. And there is a family tradition that says that the the youngest daughter can never marry and has to take care of mom until mom dies, and that's her life. So one day, Pedro, a neighborhood guy, comes over and wants to marry Tita, and Mama Elena says, no, her life is with me, period. So but she recommends <laughs> that Pedro marry Tita's older sister, Rosauda. And he says, well, if it gets me close to Tita, I'll do it. 
And he did. And life went on from there. Yeah. yeah. And the, the magical realism is that Tita cooks. Tita cooks all the time. And everything she's feeling comes out in the food that she's cooked. Mm -hmm. And so on the wedding night... Um, for Rosara and Pedro, she cries and cries and cries into the cake batter mix that she's mm -hmm. mixing up. And then everybody gets ill. It's horrible. There's there's barfing. There's, I mean, it's graphic. It's gross. <laughs> but every time she feels um, excited or happily enthusiastic, let's say, all that goes into the food, too. And so people start getting all hot under the right. collar. Turns a little steamy yeah but then it's funny too because one time she fed uh, something to her sister uh get through this which is gertrude and um it made her very very warm and so she was stripped of all of her clothes and was running around and she was swooped up by a revolutionary and taken off for the rest of her life yeah. to be with him so that so you're getting daniel to read this book yes and we talked a little bit about like he had read like the first page when he was on the podcast right. a while ago. And I was talking about I read the book a while ago. Sure. And then I might have even seen the movie before I read the book. I probably did. Yeah. But I think the movie does like a really good job of capturing all of that. Have you seen it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it, it does. And I think, too, that the movie helps you kind of visualize some of the things that are happening. Like when she eats all of the matches and starts a fire mm -hmm. and, and it's amazing, you know, you can actually see that happening. Yeah. So, so it was actually a movie based <laughs> on a book that I've seen that I liked. Um, are there recipes in the book? In the book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there you, are. I haven't made any anyone? of them. No, I haven't. I don't want to. <laughs> I, there are, I mean, some of the recipes that were in there were, um, they use traditional um, Mexican ingredients. So I don't even know if I could find the right yeah. thing. So, yeah. And it's, you know, it's based a long time ago. It's not a, a current book. And so some of the things that they cooked, I don't want <laughs> at all. But it was a good book in that it was um, easy to get into it, easy to understand what everything was going on, easy to see all the conflicts, mm -hmm. and and it was it's general generally a romance, and yeah. it is um, uh, peppered with lots of well, I didn't know that could ever even happen kind of moments, yeah. and so um, I think it was a great book, and it was fast. Mm -hmm. You know, once you got into it, once you started, it was easy to just keep reading and reading. Yeah. So I would recommend that one for sure. Me too. And it was. Um, not only did it satisfy that requirement, but it was it was fun to read. Mm -hmm. So it's always nice when it works out yeah, that way, isn't it? It is nice. But I do, as far as the the uh, categories are concerned, I do try to find books I think will be fun to read. I don't yeah. try to torture myself no. with your list. I don't think you should. You know, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer was saying, she's like, I'm going to... Today, this morning, she was like, I'm going to really try to finish this, the reading challenge before the end of the year. Sure. And she's like, I'm at this point, I'm going to try to do it with all graphic novels. Wow. And I was like, do it. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's all, yeah. Like, that's its own kind of fun challenge. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, and and um, the nice thing about some of the, th the topics on that reading list are there are graphic novels mm -hmm. on there. There are comic books. There are picture books. There are. And I'm not a big fan of graphic novels. And so forces me to read yeah. outside of my categories yeah so have you read anything else since yeah oh yeah what'd you read um i just finished and yesterday i read the bulk of it um a romance novel called the kiss quotient 
which was super cute and I really liked it. <laughs> um, there's a, not a sequel, but like a companion book coming out next right. year. But have you heard of that? It's it's on the Goodreads um, ballot for best romance. And I mean, I don't remember hearing about it. It just appeared on hold. So at some point I heard it was good or read right. a review. I placed it on hold several months later, weeks later, it came and I was like, no, oh, I still read this book. But um, it's 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 like a like a gender swapped pretty woman scenario. And okay. I coincidentally just watched Pretty Woman the other day. <laughs> um, but the main woman character is she has Asperger's or um, is on the autism spectrum. And she's like super successful econometrician. Wow. Which I learned I about what that, that is. Word. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, and about, you know, she's starting to feel like pressure from her mom and in her life to like make a match and like have a family. Um, but she feels just like really awkward with people and awkward on dates. So she hires a male escort nice. to teach her um, <laughs> how to act, how to, yeah, how to do lots of things. Right. And like they end up falling in love. That's not a spoiler because it's like the genre. That's what you're reading. Right. It for. So that's kind of like the. What's that movie where he falls into the train tracks and she says that she's her. While you were sleeping. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Which I also recently watched. That's one of, while you were sleeping is one of my like, oh, it's Christmas time. Almost I can watch this movie. Yeah. yeah. Except for like, and while you were sleeping, she pretends to be the girlfriend or fiance. I mean, it's not her fault, but of the guy who's in the coma and then falling, ends up falling in love with his brother. Right. But yeah, I think that that fake boyfriend trope is one of my favorites. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, let's pretend today. And then, oh, no, we accidentally fell in love. Whoops. Yeah. Another didn't, one of my didn't see that coming. favorite like, Christmas rom-coms <laughs> is called Holiday Engagement. Uh -huh. And her like, fiancé dumps her like right before she, oh, they're going to no. go to her parents' house for Thanksgiving. Right. And so her friend... Uh, convinces her like the solution to this problem oh, her mom is like terrible is to hire like an actor <laughs> to play her fiance so they have never met him before no okay well it turned out she had met him like oh. briefly before like because you interviewed him for like a newspaper article she was writing oh, but okay so he comes home with her for thanksgiving and like pretends to be her fiance and then her fiance comes back and she's like oh, i actually don't like you anymore like this other guy <laughs> thanks but no thanks yeah. Anyways, love it. I finished listening to um, So Close. Oh, I'm going to swear. Uh-oh. <laughs> so Close to Being the Shit, Y'all Don't Even Know. Wow. Which is Retta's, like, little book of, like, personal essays. Uh -huh. um, and she's an actress and comedian. She's on Parks and Recreation. And there's some new show that I've never seen that she's on. Anyways, it was pretty cute and funny. It really reads like, um, say your friend from college just got famous. Right. And then she's like telling you all about it. Oh my it. gosh. <laughs> so that's hilarious. That was cute. Yeah. And then some other things. I don't have to talk about everything. Again. <laughs> that's funny. I just finished the, um, and I won't swear because it's a big one. I just finished the <laughs> subtle art of not giving an F. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That, that one was, it was interesting because it's not about not caring about things. Mm -hmm. It's about caring about the right things. Yeah. And so it, it is a call to reprioritize and identify those things that deserve your effing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was interesting. It was a fast book. I mean, it's short. 
and it um i actually listened to it um oh, okay. because i had to do a little bit of a road trip the other day and so i was stuck in traffic on i5 between here and seattle and mm -hmm. it was perfect so i got to listen to that the whole way Re realigning my priorities while i'm stuck in seattle traffic yeah. so that was awesome yeah. that is cool so yeah. i mean it, the title of that book is like a spoof on the tidying up book no there's a different one Oh, okay. So there is, um, there are two that one is the, um, magical, what is it? The, what is the tidying up title? The, the magical, magical art of tidying up. Oh, hold on. I have read Something that like tidying that. up book. I, I took it home. <laughs> so here's, here's what I did with the tidying up book. I have an end table that has a pile of books and stuff on it. <laughs> so I put this book on the top of that it's the pile. the life changing there it is. magic yeah. of tidying up. Yeah. So there's another book called the life changing magic of not giving an F. Oh, okay. And so I, I've read that one. Oh. I read all the books about not giving an F. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying so hard. Oh, man, <laughs> but this one is the subtle art of not giving oh, an subtle, F. So, okay. so it's a little more subtle. Uh, is it? Whoops. I just gave it to you. Is it what? Which one do you like better? You know, um, so let me finish my story about the Sorry. tidying up book. So I took the tidying up book home Tossed and I put it on a pile and I took a picture and I captioned the picture. Looks like this book doesn't work. <laughs> and that's as far as I got. I actually got to the part where she said that you ought to undo your your um, paired socks in the drawer and let them be free. And I was like, I can't do well, this. Well, you know, so. it's funny. I actually do that now. Do you? Yeah. You let them live free? I, you know, I fold them together. Oh, so you're not even supposed to do that, though. Um, not. You don't fold them the over. Hand, you know, I don't fold them over, uh -huh. which would stretch the elastic uh -huh. and also make my socks sad. Oh. Um, but I just like pair and like <laughs> just fold them over gently and yeah. then like line them up in my drawer. So like there are things that I got out of that book. Yeah. And the sock drawer is. It was one of them. One of them. Maybe the main thing. Yeah. So I am. Um, not a clothes hoarder. And so the book was um, not necessarily as mind-shattering, mind-life-altering, mm -hmm. because I already go through my stuff pretty yeah. heavily. And if I'm not wearing it, it goes straight to Goodwill or, or mm -hmm. my kids or whatever. It's not something that I uh, have a problem with. Yeah, I like to live kind of a minimalist existence in my house because, you know, it kind of goes along with that whole not giving an F. I don't yeah. want to have stuff that gets in the way of the things that sure. you should care about. Out, so yeah i'm not a minimalist yeah <laughs> it's funny because i i don't like clutter i mean i live in clutter i my desk is just a horrid mess <laughs> but at home i don't like it and yeah. and i have four people i live with who don't mind clutter mm -hmm. so so it's a yeah one of the things about that book that i liked and there are things that like i you know she talks about just like like getting rid of all your books for example which right. i disagree with um, right. not that you can't just get books from your library and then bring them back that's great right. which is what i do yeah i don't have books anymore but so. I do like also having books in my house just like with me all the time yeah. well it's funny too because I don't have personal books mm -hmm. I don't have but I have bookcases for the kids and yeah. they have all their books in it but I figured when they're old enough they can make that decision yeah. so. but um but the way that she talks about like letting go of your things I think is really kind of nice because mm -hmm. she's just like she acknowledges that people have attachments to their things um, and then also sometimes you need to get rid of them and mm -hmm. so it's just like oh like this has served its purpose and it's right. time with me and right. now it's like on to the next part of it. Right its... and I think if I remember correctly she said something about if it doesn't give you joy anymore yeah, or then get rid useful. of it. Yeah. Those are the two. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but it, it kind of that philosophy's helped me like in the library with weeding. Oh right. 
um, because especially in the teen space where we have so little space um, that every time I buy a new book, essentially, we have to get, have rid, to get of rid of one. another book. Right. Um, unless you just come and check them all out, everyone. Um, <laughs> you know, it's helpful to say like, oh, like, you know, no one's checked this book out in a couple of years, but it's like it had its time and uh-huh. it was written and published for the people in its time. And now it can like go into the book sale and find another, another life. home. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, my daughters will buy it yeah, and then I'll encourage them to clean up their house. house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, and, it, and making the decision to not have books anymore only happened when I started working at the library. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I am surrounded by books all day. So I don't get that sensation that I'm lacking Yeah, and I can check out any book I want. So I don't feel because I do have a strong connection to the books and the yeah. stories but I don't feel a strong connection to owning them anymore. And I used to have a bazillion books mm-hmm. and bookcases. And, yeah. you know, once you make that separation, your house is a lot bigger. <laughs> yeah. But I do still require requests, make sure that the kids have books, that have, they have mm-hmm. access to books they love yeah. all the time. Yeah. That's good. It is good. And I think, you know, like on the subtle art of not giving an F, I think that the main thing I took away from that book was that, you know, all these things still exist. It's not that they go away. Right. It's that my perspective on their importance in my life has changed and therefore they don't carry as much power. Mm -hmm. And so when you analyze your life and you decide, oh, I love this and don't want to live without it. Mm -hmm. Well, that's something you should really care about and give your S about. Whereas something that's thrown at you at work or something that's thrown at you in something outside of your personal life, you can care about it, Mm -hmm. but it's not a priority. So it doesn't need to rule your life. So Yeah, I've read other uh, books on like the similar theme that actually deal a lot with like clutter and things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that they kind of get a bad rap sometimes because they're not saying that like your things are important um but that you know like obviously you have some things stuff that's more important to you and that you should i don't know prioritize that or whatever well what i think it means is that you've amassed all this stuff Mm -hmm. for one reason or another and pretty soon all your stuff is going to bury you And so if you don't look at what you have and decide whether it still carries as much importance as it did when you brought it into your home, Mm -hmm. you're going to be covered and you're not going to be able to escape. And then your whole life is going to be ruled by stuff. Yeah. And then if you have even like decorating stuff too, like, oh my gosh, (laughs) you know, you can see more like the beautiful thing that you love if it's not surrounded with a bunch of stuff that you don't really exactly any attachment to your kid right well and i and i feel so i don't know sometimes when you see um people who have the stamina and the energy to redecorate their house for every occasion Mm -hmm. i have no idea how they do that i just don't have the energy to pack that stuff yeah pack it again get it out set it up take it down clean everything I can't do that. It's just not something that makes me feel happy. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to have one theme. 
maybe throw some Christmas lights and yeah. then take that down. I change a lot of stuff just for Christmas. Sure, though. sure. And not for the rest of the year. Yeah, and that's that's me. I just, let's just, I barely, I can barely stand decorating at all. So <laughs> I, I leave a lot of the decisions up to the girls. They yeah. like that quite a bit. That's so, nice. Yeah. Well, and now that they're bigger people, mm-hmm. it's more appropriate decorating as opposed to what they used oh, to say right. when they were little. <laughs> Kids are funny yeah. what they like. Mom, let's paint the walls pink. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think, is the only book I read all the way. But I did go to the Washington Workforce Association conference up in Seattle oh. to talk about um, the role of public libraries partnering for small businesses and workforce development. And so I was part of a group with the State Library to do a presentation on what Longview Public Library has done to help support small businesses and WorkSource cool. specifically. Um, as an example of how libraries can provide support and information without costing the library a lot of money. And so, um, because there are a lot of public libraries out there that they get a lot of information requests for these things Mm -hmm. and they don't have any connections to the community. So um, at our library, we have spent some time making these connections. So now those um, contacts actually come to the library to help the patrons rather than the other way around. Mm -hmm. So, So it's great because it just shows that the Washington State Library sees our program and yeah. our connections in the community as something that other libraries could emulate. So that was pretty cool. That is very yeah. cool. Because we're awesome. Did you know, maybe you didn't, because this is kind of new, but I've been recruited by Jody Cruz, who's the librarian at RA Long, oh, right. to be on the Evergreen um, Teen Book Awards committee. No. Yeah. How fun. So it is fun. They're kind of like in the middle of of their award season. Right. Like decision time. Right. Right now. But there's going to be an internet meeting. Ooh. On Sunday that I'm going to be logging into. Nice. Learn what it's all about. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, speaking of writing things, we are knee deep in NaNoWriMo. And I am, I mean, super grateful to Becky for taking this on because I've kind of left really, her hanging. It's been really great. Yeah. We had oh, so many people in yeah. there. It's amazing. Yeah, a lot of writers coming in, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. Like it's, it's neat to see everyone like connecting and working yeah. on their projects. It was funny though, because I walked in there to just, you know, see what was going on <laughs> they, and it was silent and I felt bad for interrupting. They so were in I, the middle of a word Backed sprint. out. <laughs> this never happened. <laughs> So they were doing like a timed 20 minute write as much as you write can. as much as you can mm-hmm. and then the person who wrote the most got a cool lanyard. lanyard lanyard yay did you see my new lanyard by the way the pokemon lanyard? oh yeah yeah pokemon yeah. go <laughs> did you see the trailer for that pikachu movie i did detective pikachu <laughs> yeah it's next may i hope i hope it's faster <laughs> I hope it's not terrible. I think you all are probably going to be invited to come with us Aww, to see that movie. That's a Pikachu movie. <laughs> so I did write some questions down. Considering Great. that we're heading into Thanksgiving, I decided to have a little bit of a holiday flair. Yeah. Um. So the first question, what do you do for Thanksgiving? I spend Thanksgiving with my parents and my brother normally. Mm-hmm. So this year my mom is doing things. She's hosting at her house and... Some of her brothers are coming with their families, I think, and I'm going, and I'm going to be making a turkey, actually. Okay. My mom asked me what I wanted to bring, and I said I wanted to bring a turkey, 
And then she said she didn't think that would work. And then I texted her the other day that I got a turkey at the grocery store because it was free right. with like my groceries. Right. And she's like, fine. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> That's hilarious because we don't cook You don't turkey. make turkey? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. You know, we might eat it that day. And then we have so much turkey. Really? Yeah. So like last year we went to my, un- my aunt and uncle's for aunt and uncle's. That was weird. For Thanksgiving. And my parents are both sick. Last year, just the whole November, December was like a sick time. It wasn't very fun. Uh-huh. But anyways, I, I don't know. I, maybe I made like rolls or something. Long story short, I didn't have any Thanksgiving leftovers. Oh. And mm. it was kind of a bummer. So here's what we do. Okay. We cook whatever we want. Uh-huh. But so I think, what did we make last year? I don't remember if it was a lasagna. Something not mm-hmm. traditional turkey. But then we make stuffing, mashed potatoes, yeah. gravy, everything that goes with it. <laughs> but we don't do the turkey. Oh, so, okay. But this year, I don't know if we're going to do that because the kids have requested chicken enchiladas. So Ooh, we'll do, do that. turkey enchiladas. Turkey enchiladas. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. That's a lot of enchilada. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can yeah. get like a, I don't know, yeah. small. The breast. I don't even like the some, white meat. I like the yeah. dark meat. So. so I was talking to. Jennifer about yeah. you like a small turkey and you get the breast and it's like not it's like the worst part exactly. of the turkey it's like here's some sawdust yeah. you want you some want like that. drumsticks exactly That's the good Vikings stuff. Yeah. bring it yeah do you participate in Black Friday no yeah I don't and I never have it's never been like something that my family did like we didn't have extravagant Christmases or a lot right. of money when I was right. young it also didn't seem I guess it probably was it was just not on my radar as a kid, but it seems like maybe it's like bigger now than it used to be. I think so. I think that it has received a whole lot more advertising yeah. and promotion because people want you to spend all your money. So yeah, it's not something that we do either. No. It's it's we did it once. I did it once with a friend of mine before I had kids mm-hmm. and never did it again. Yeah, my brother when I was in college, my brother and I went to New York City for Thanksgiving one year and were like you know there the day after uh thanksgiving and i was like hey why don't we just like walk through macy's so oh, you say that we yeah, did right and it was <laughs> like a madhouse yeah. like you like the the macy's in new york has like the turn turny doors right i don't know what those are called so like walk in there but it's like shoulder I think to shoulder they're revolving doors. revolving doors uh-huh. there's just so many people there I don't, I don't really understand how people could shop. And it wasn't like, you know, 5 o'clock in the morning. It was like at a regular time, like 11 or 10. I don't know. And it was just enough for us to, like, walk through the store and, like, out the other end. It's <laughs> like, well, that was that was fun. Fun, and I'm never doing that <laughs> again. very scary. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I've maybe bought, like, one thing, like, online right. Black Friday. Uh-huh. A few years ago, I got my dad, like, those. It was like a life-size, like wall sticker uh-huh. of richard sherman okay seattle seahawks <laughs> it's not on the seahawks that's anymore hilarious. that's up in the garage the yeah house. it's hidden now yeah it's not hidden <laughs> it's on, it's like, oh it's up it's up displayed yeah gotcha so what about so the new phenomenon phenomenon do, 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 <laughs> is small business saturday mm-hmm. so what do you do for local community shopping let me just put a plug in here for the longview downtowners Mm -hmm. they have an amazing um, small business saturday event where all of the businesses have identified everything that they're going to be offering and they're displaying that you'll actually be able to see a reminder to go do small business saturday at the library 
come that week. Yeah. So yeah, I don't really do that either. So with the Longview Library, our Saturday stuff, we alternate every year. So like you either work the day after Thanksgiving or, or Saturday after Thanksgiving, or you don't like every other year. I do. Before that, in previous jobs, it's like I've almost always worked that Saturday after Thanksgiving. I've worked retail, so mm-hmm. I've worked on Black Friday. Sure. <laughs> it was. It just seemed like I was always. I've always been busy. Right. Or yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and and I like the idea of promoting small business yeah. Saturday, especially considering that we have new businesses that have opened up here in Longview mm-hmm. that are really cool. Yeah. yeah, and they deserve your patronage, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, for me, I feel like no deal is really good enough for me to go out when I don't want to. I think you're like, right. I'll well, go to that store like, you know, yeah. the next you, week when there's not a million people right. there. And you know my aversion to crowds. Yeah, yeah. There is no way mm. on this planet I'm I will go I'm not going to get trampled to death waiting exactly. at a store for something. I don't something. need those pants. I'll pay $20 more for if I <laughs> really want it, you know, right. the next weekend. Right. When you're not here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't like the number of people. Yeah. Though I do, I mean, like, I prefer... Buying from a store over buying online. Right. They yeah. knew that about you. Yeah. So, yeah. Like it's super annoying to me to have to buy things online because I don't I plan ahead for what I want necessarily. Or, <laughs> and like if it's a store where like I know specifically what I want, that, you know, and I, that's fine. But like I don't like shopping on Amazon for toilet paper and all that nonsense. Let's just go to the store. Right. And I do like to do like shop locally. Right, so, I mean, but not on any particular day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, and and I don't even like to go on the days I have to go. So <laughs> let alone other days gone. So anyway, um, one other question, um, and then we can be finished. What is a tradition? So you can be thinking in terms of Thanksgiving or Christmas, mm-hmm. which you're already dressing for. Yeah, I'm not wearing anything Christmassy today. <laughs> what? are some traditions you do that you don't think other people do like your own family stuff or your own personal thing something unusual mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know we're pretty basic yeah <laughs> i don't know there's not even necessarily things we do year after year like i know like families who have traditions like oh we always go to the movies on christmas or right we always... you always have your pjs <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. And for the past few years, I've made like cinnamon rolls and I like on Christmas Eve to eat on Christmas, uh-huh. which is nice. Yeah. And like, I mean, like it's the things that we do every year are kind of just like regular things, right. I guess. I, well, I guess what I do yeah. that's more about like last week is me personally and not necessarily like my family. Although, I mean, my mom is like this too. It's like November 1st is Christmas music day. <laughs> So early. I've been waiting so long. (laughs) And then, uh, and I get this from my mom too. I like to have the house decorated for Christmas by Thanksgiving. Wow. So that at Thanksgiving, you know, like you have all the lights out and it's pretty. Right. Not that it's going to be done. We don't get our tree before then. Right. Oh, good. Good. No. It's like two weeks before Christmas sort of thing. (laughs) So it's like in stages, you know. That's good. Yeah. That's fun. Spread it out. Yeah. 
We, the kids, really like to make Christmas cookies for our neighbors. Mm -hmm. So that's something we've been doing for that's years nice. now. Yeah. yeah, and they love it because you make just sugar cookies and then you cut them out with the, yeah. the Christmas And your neighbors really like that too. Oh, yeah, they love it. And the neighbors across the street started reciprocating, so we oh, get their nice. cookies. Yeah. yeah, that is a thing that I... I haven't done it every year, but I don't normally do like a cookie thing yeah. at my house or my parents' neighbors used to do it. Mm -hmm. And then when I was in graduate school, I was talking to a friend of mine who also is really into like Christmas music and like the holiday spirit. And we were talking about how like it seemed like every single year people were more and more grouchy about Christmas happening. <laughs> And we're like, oh, like make it stop. So we um, we threw a, like a cookie decorating party. We called oh, it Cookie fun. Bash. Nice. And we advertised it on social media. Yeah. One People. year at the library, we had a cookie exchange with yeah. all the staff. Mm -hmm. And so that was great yeah. because you only had to really work hard on a couple different kinds yeah. of cookies. But you left with awesome mm -hmm. cookies from everybody. Yeah. The other thing that we do is we don't the only we don't exchange gifts on Christmas. Oh. Okay. Only Santa brings gifts oh. on Christmas, and then we have second christmas on january 1st oh that's cool yeah so we get two christmases yeah. and we've been doing that for i want to say about eight nine years mm -hmm. yeah it was for our own convenience sake because sure. since the kids are in school that's really the only time all three of them are out at the same time right that week between christmas and, and new, new year's yeah. and so we if we're gonna go visit family or take any trips that's when we go mm -hmm. and so it was too hard to, to just do everything to do everything at once and so we decided well we'll just do the santa thing on that day and mm -hmm. then have christmas on the first that's so nice. it is fun and it's fun for them too because mm -hmm. they get two christmases so. and it makes it i don't know last a little bit longer. longer exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's nice. I mean, it's nice for us because we're horrible about shopping. And so super big sales yeah. after Christmas. <laughs> That's your Black Friday. Exactly. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, anything else? No. Yeah, me either. I'm um, excited about Christmas. I'm excited about mm -hmm. holidays. I'm excited about... I'm excited about ending this year, to yeah. tell you the truth. So... Yeah, I just like for me the whole end of every year is always like it's so nice and people are in a good mood. They're feeling generous towards each other, right. and then you also have like the hopefulness of starting a new year. That's right. for me like part of the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, and, and I mean in terms of work, we're already planning yeah. programming for next year, oh, yeah. so we've already started been. next year. Mm -hmm. So it'll be nice to actually get there yeah. since our minds are there already. Yeah, for me right now, it's just like Yule Ball, Yule Ball, Yule Ball. <laughs> just make it through Yule Ball. <laughs> How are you going to come? Yeah. So one more, one more promotional item. SCORE is doing their last class of the year mm -hmm. on December 1st at 10 a.m. And it is small business selling techniques and tips. So sign up for that. Come in. Take it. It's free. You'll love it. Cool. Yeah. And then we won't be back again until the 6th of December. All right. Yay. So that'll be the here's a couple of days before Yule Ball. Yule Ball. <laughs> Yule Ball. Yule Ball. Yule Ball. <laughs> that reminds me of I, ha I was singing the Lollipop Guild song to the uh, kids this yeah. weekend. So very nice. So anyway, I guess we're done for the day. Yeah. All um, right. We're, it's time to wrap didn't, the, didn't we wrap it up last time? Or no, would you wrap? Yeah. You jacketed it. We shelved it. We've done that and that. Look, we. We said it was on the books. Oh, right. Mm. 
So this one's done. Yeah. <laughs> Stick a fork in it. Because it's done. It's done. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you for listening to your shelf. Or mine. I'm Becky Standall. And I'm Elizabeth Partridge. Have a nice day. Okay, bye. Studio time for your shelf or mine. Donated by KLOG, Cooking Country, and 101.5 The Wave. Your local stations are proud to support the Longview Public Library and your shelf or mine.